everybody, Susan one. Finch here, and we are back with another episode of All Volunteer, All Heart from Binky Patrol. And my guest today is somebody I've known for about over 20 years, Wade Perry and I, about the same age. Yep. We have similar families. We have known each other, respected each other, and really enjoyed each other's company through our working relationship. And he's done something recently in his neighborhood as a real estate agent. And I want to talk about that because we're always trying to give you guys ideas of how to make it simpler to fundraise, how to make it simpler to keep your efforts going without making it so complicated and all about the money and grants and all these things. Wade has ideas. And we're going to also talk, I'm going to talk to him after our episode here about his business because he has phenomenal ideas for any agent or service business within a location. So Wade, welcome. I'm just so excited to have you here. Susan, it's a privilege and a pleasure. Recently, when I was camping and you and I were visiting, I think it was my birthday weekend or something. And we were talking about this wonderful event that you had coming up. And I would like you to tell people what, you know, the the quick synopsis of what led to the event, why you knew you were the person that had to do this and what you did and what the results were, because businesses need to know that you can partner with a small size charity, a local charity, a local fundraising event. And make a huge difference. So what's the story on that music festival? So first of all, Susan, thank you for asking. Is no secret in the sales business, and I don't care what industry you're in, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. As a realtor, I think it goes without saying that every single person you know knows at least six realtors and they could swing a dead cat and hit 12 more. Right. So the question becomes, how do I differentiate? And the most important thing is if you're going to marry up those two concepts of how do I differentiate and how do I show people that I care? And the easiest way is to get behind a charity that you care about, a charity that's in the local community. Now, this does not need to be the United Way or some big mega charity nationwide. It can be something really small. In our case, a gentleman who was one of my dear friends in our neighborhood passed away three years ago on the 3rd of July of a heart attack at the age of 57. And he was a big music lover. Always wanted to be in a band, but was nowhere near good enough to be in a band. <laughs> he was terrible. He, he really was. But God love him. He had so much fun uh, sitting around a fire, you know, strumming. And so we were approached I was approached by a couple other people in the community that we should start a foundation in his honor. And his last name was Etchison. And so we started a foundation called the Etch a Foundation. And what we do is we raise money and the mission is to harness the power of music to provide opportunities for disadvantaged youth to develop character, accountability, confidence, and positive relationships. How do we do that? We have a local school called the School of Rock. Oh, I love the School of Rock. I don't know if they're nationwide, but the School of Rock is right in our our area. And so we reached out to teachers at the middle school level because we felt that was the age where young people were most susceptible to making wrong decisions. And with the local public schools having cut arts and entertainment budgets 
basically completely, we knew that there were a lot of kids that were not academically or athletically inclined, but needed an avenue um, to avoid these bad decisions. So we put out uh, the request to the middle school teachers, the music teachers, uh, and anybody else around there as to what do our candidates look like? They have to fill out a questionnaire. They then are on a Zoom call or a Google Meet with us, and we ask them questions. We learn about them, their music choices, any instruments that they either play or want to play. And through the interview process, we whittle down to candidates that we think are deserving and will um, really take advantage of the opportunity of a one-year scholarship to the School of Rock, where they go to all of the School of Rock practices, which I believe is two or three a week. Yep. They are part of a band and they perform, I believe, monthly. And they have to submit a report card, an attendance card to show that they're actually taking advantage of this. And so we developed the foundation to raise money to be able to provide these scholarships. Then the question became, how are we going to raise money? And so that's where this event that you and I were talking about. The neighborhood that I live in is a neighborhood called Coventry. It's in Littleton, Colorado. And we have a big grassy open area. And we have about 202 homes. And Coventry in the area of Littleton that we reside is a lot like Mayberry. If you're old enough to remember the Andy Griffith show, um, you don't dare give somebody the finger because it might be somebody's sister or brother. And so it's a very close-knit community to begin with. So if any of you are out there in the real estate industry, any other industry, and you have a mom and pop type of feel, this is going to resonate and it's this dog will hunt. This will play. <laughs> and so what I did is I created something called the Coventry Summer Jam. And I reached out to a local band, a band that is gaining big, big prominence. Their name is Float Like a Buffalo. They all went to high school in the Littleton area. They're a seven-piece band, two horns, two drums, a lot of bass. They kind of sound like Stevie Wonder and the Red Hot Chili Peppers had a baby. <laughs> we like to say that it is impossible not to dance to these guys. And so if you're looking for a really, really good act, in a couple of years, you're going to say, I remember that name, Float Like a Buffalo. So I approached them. They gave me a ridiculously low number, not because they were being charitable, um, they just didn't realize how valuable they probably were. So the band cost me $1,500. I went to Kinko's and I took a, uh, I had a, I'm sorry, I had my graphic artist create a banner that is a mesh banner that's 24 feet wide, eight feet tall. So it goes along the side of a tennis court, which is overlooking the grassy area where the band will play and everybody drives by it every day. The banner cost me 700 so I'm now up to 2200 I then took a postcard that looked like the banner, or I had a postcard made. I overlaid a picture of the band and had the details, the date, the time, uh, BYOB, food trucks, etc. And I had um, 250 invitations printed, four by six postcards. I hand-addressed each one of them, mailed them out. Uh, the postcards plus the postage, I believe, was another $350. Okay. So now I'm up to about $2,500. And I tipped the band an extra $500 uh, because they had to play in the rain. And, well, I just think they're, they don't get paid enough for how hard they work. 
Uh, there's seven guys plus a manager and yeah. 1500 doesn't go very far. No. So um, <clears throat> I, I wrote an extra 500 for that. So let's say 2000 for the band, 750 for the big banner. You're at 2750. Um, another 350 for the invitations. I'm now at 3100. Right. And uh, then we sent out an email to all everybody that's in the neighborhood, as well as friends outside. Uh, I arranged for three food trucks to show up. We had a barbecue truck, we had a taco truck, and we had a whole fruit popsicle truck for dessert. So they showed up and you didn't have to pay them. They were just showing no. up knowing they would get business. They pay by the attendee. Okay. Um, the popsicle truck and the taco truck had minimums. The taco truck met their minimum. The popsicle truck would have met their minimum, but um, we had a little bit of a fight, if you will, mm -hmm. with the almighty mother nature. Okay. And no she, taco truck wars. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no food truck wars. I think that might be a TV show. Um, and so we did not meet the minimum on the popsicle truck. So that cost us an extra $400, unfortunately. But had we had good weather, um, we would have had probably 500 people and that would not have been an expense. Okay. Overall, um, I'm in out about $3,200 to $3,500, which having our name all over the banner and the invitations in the emails makes it a tax deduction as marketing. Yeah. And we then had, um, I, I'm sorry, I need to step back. We also spent about $200 on large, um, these are probably two feet wide, three feet tall, vinyl pictures. And it's a screenshot of the Venmo donation. So <clears throat> we created a Venmo account for our charitable foundation. And we have a picture of our friend who had yeah. been deceased. And so we took a screenshot of that and made these two foot wide, three foot tall vinyl banners. And we glued them to um, uh, plywood, nailed them to stakes and stuck them in the ground all around the uh, grassy area. So people, they, they were so big, you couldn't miss them. And all they got to do is walk up and <laughs> snap their Venmo and donate. Yeah. And so all in, we're under 4,000. Let's say that. Okay. Um, but when I think about, and this is a very important part of this. Yes, it's wonderful that our business name was there. But if you have a chance to look at anything that is done like this, the name of the event is prominent. The name of the charity is prominent. Our name, not as prominent. Yeah. The focus has to be on the charity. If anybody looks at all the materials and they have even an inkling that this was all about you promoting your business, yeah. it actually becomes a negative. Yeah. The motive has to be pure. The intention has to be genuine. But for $4,000 of a business write-off, uh, we had 200 people in attendance despite the rain. Um, I had dozens of people coming up to me, thanking me. This is amazing, incredible. The word of mouth is still going on. I got text messages for days after wondering, how can I donate? My husband doesn't have a Venmo account and I didn't have oh. my phone. Well, this is part of the fashion industry's problem. They don't make women's pants that have pockets that can hold a phone. <laughs> so 
Um, having been married 30 years, I can tell you, I carry my wife's phone as much as I carry my own. So Wait, but folks, you didn't hear the part before Wade and I pushed the record button. This was set to go. And at four o'clock, black clouds rolled in and dumped buckets of water on this event, even though the band was under a tent. It did hinder the attendance at the last minute. And they still rolled with it. Yeah. We still had 200 people. Yeah. Kids were running around in the rain, dancing, playing. Um, it, it truly was a community right. event. And when people started to put one and one together, I mean, some people actually, the whisper was going around. It's like, well, why would, why would he do this? Why would he spend this money? Why would he hire this band? And it's a sad commentary on our society that the first reaction is what's the ulterior motive. And the motive is pure. Our, our tagline of our business is working with neighbors, creating community, which by the way, for anybody listening out there was created by somebody named, Oh, what's her? Oh, Susan. That's right. <laughs> and yes, so as a, as a result we roll with that tagline. It means something to us. And this concert was all about creating community and raising money for this charity. So my message to anybody out there is um, embrace one of Goethe's couplets. Be bold. Genius has magic in it. Be bold. Try for something big. Was this a lot of work? It was, but not nearly what I thought it was going to be. And I was yeah. just one, and I'm just one guy. So all I had to do is hire the band. I got a city permit. I called two two food trucks. I went to Kinko's. I hand addressed 202 postcards. Yeah, is that a lot bad. of work? Yeah, uh, I'll say that in the two weeks after the event, we've picked up four new listings. Now. I don't think anybody attended the event and said, wow, this is a great concert. I think I want to sell my house. I should call Wade. But I think that when whatever the reason for selling landed on their kitchen table, they only had one name they wanted to call. So I, I would urge anybody out there that wants a better presence in their community and wants to create a really good time, find a charity you believe in, ask permission to raise money, Find a good local band, yeah, which is really just an that excuse to go. Though. It's big. It, it really is. I mean, you don't want to go find some just fly by nighter. No. Um, go to your local pubs on Friday and Saturday nights or Sunday afternoons. Find a band that you like. Ask around. Ask people you know that go to music. Everybody loves music. They just may not go to it enough. And once you can, and, and this, by the way, you're going to want to start planning this out probably six months in advance. I would say this so. Is not something you don't put this together in eight weeks. But this is the the other part of this that helps with attendance is this is a full family event. This is not just you know going to the pub and listen to music. Yes. Yeah, people have to get sitters. People have to pay for that. People have to schedule it. This is something where you can just let them run loose, like you said. Everybody had a good time. I would say that the community aspect of people getting together when they haven't been together for the last several years. Yeah. Even though they, maybe they go to dinner with one or two couples, but to be able to get 200 people, which conservatively is going to be about a hundred, call it between 75 and 125 households. Right. 
they're bringing their kids and they're, they're going to socialize and see friends that maybe they haven't seen in six months or a year or three years. And that harnesses an endorphin release yeah. of uh, that feel good of belonging. Um, I think it was Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And at the very top of the pyramid is the sense of belonging. Yes. And so the connectivity that people get from coming back together through live music to benefit a charity. And when they're there, they're feeling good. Yeah. A, because they're with friends. They're feeling good because, well, hopefully they're dancing. They're feeling good because, well, maybe they had a beer or six. And <laughs> either way, it might loosen up the wallet for them to donate. So all of this came together. And I think that one of the really fun parts from a business standpoint is that uh, my mortgage broker brought this up to me when we had lunch the following weekend is that even though it rained and even though the attendance was probably cut in half next year, we will probably be two or three times bigger simply because the word of mouth that people say, Oh, I remember that last year. Oh God, you should have been there. Oh, it was so great. And by the way, even if the first year doesn't go perfect, people are going to remember. They are. Those that were there, they will remember. And what they're going to remember is that you were committed to creating an event for the entire community that people will not forget. You were committed to helping a small local charity. These are things that demonstrate the how much you care instead of how much you know. It does. And for you, smaller charities, too, when you're looking to promote these types of events, take advantage of what's out there for free. The Nextdoor app, the Facebook pages, the little local boards that everybody goes on in your neighborhood. We have a group on Facebook that's for buy nothing, give everything. And that's what it's called. And then we have one just for our neighborhood. And then we have... If you go on, you know, next door and you can get around all the coyote sightings and stuff and everybody tattling on people, they have an area for events. And you can share this stuff very easily because whoever is partnering with you, if it's Wade, Wade would give you the art that you can post that up there, that postcard, and you can send it to your list and you can send it to your bigger list and they can share it with their friends. That's the other beauty of this is when you're tying in with the charity businesses, you get a whole new audience. So yeah, you have your neighborhood, but you also have the charity. This is what we do is we brag on everybody. We do videos, we do interviews, we usually do live broadcasts. We talk about it for a very long time because we're so grateful that somebody took the time and noticed us enough to include us and to make us the target of their charitable efforts. And so it becomes a win-win for everybody else. We call that strategic volunteering, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's a great phrase. It helps everybody. Everybody wins. I think that many people, when they think, yeah, I want to do this, and they get overwhelmed that, oh, my God, it's so much. Feel free to reach out to me, wade at perrypropertiesgroup.com. I'll be happy to respond and answer any questions you have. The most important thing that I think beyond all the logistics, you do not want this to become too big. Then it becomes impersonal. I think one of the magic things of this is that if it's only two to 500 people, now it feels exclusive. They feel special. And you actually have a little more connectivity. 
the audience is more engaged with the musical artist than if there's a thousand people. That's a great And the band then starts promoting you. With only two to 500 people, the intimacy factor, the feeling connected, the feeling like they know you is much different than if you had thousands. So don't shoot for this great, big, grandiose thing. Make it look like it's a big thing, but with a small audience. I I agree with you on that. I love events that are from Sorry. one to four hundred. Totally agree. And I, I watch that with our own with our binkathons when we do those. It's about 150 people. They show up and they look for it's like a reunion. They see each other, they <laughs> yeah. put their sewing machines up and they get by their best friend and they, they remember who annoyed them last time and they're over there and they're over there and everybody's just making blankets, but they look forward <laughs> to seeing each other because it is a manageable size. They can see each other across the room. They can, you know, the waves and the hugs. It's beautiful to see this. And that's community. That is community. And we've had people sponsors. We had some woman that does homemade jams and she sponsored us one year. And for us, for Beekeeper Patrol, $250 goes a long way. You know, that handles storage. Oh my God, that's a new idea. I've got a great idea. What? Next year yeah. at the Coventry Summer Jam, yeah. I'm going to have, There's. I know there's uh, uh, several people in our neighborhood that love to make homemade things whether it's breads cookies this and that they're gonna make some jam they can have a table and then they they're gonna sell the jam, the jam. Yes. They're, yeah they're gonna sell jam and donate the proceeds or the profits to the charity in fact we had a young girl who baked and i'm gonna say i am there's only one cookie in the world okay there are a lot of people who say there are great cookies there's only one real cookie that's a chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Everybody else is second place and below. And this girl made some of the most insanely decadent <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. Sold them for two bucks a piece and donated all of the money back to the charity. So now we're going to have Coventry Summer Jam at the Coventry Summer Jam. Oh, that'd be fun. And you could even make a jam basket and raffle that off. Oh, there you go. Those are some easy things that people that don't want to be there for the whole thing. They can't make it. They don't want to do that big of a thing. But I'll donate three of the widgets I do. Right. Put them in a basket. And you can have four baskets and raffle them off. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, this will be fun. This will be a lot of I fun can't next wait. year. I might even have to fly in. Woo! Only if we have blackened rockfish tacos. Ah, I think that's what you had on your birthday. Yes, it is. They were outstanding. I just, I remember the little things, the big things I'm not so good at. Although, you know, I did remember to send you a birthday card. You did. It was the funniest one of the year. So that was a good one. You won. What'd you do about animals, dogs? Um, you know, that's a great question. We are an enclosed community. So, and there are a lot of dogs in the neighborhood. Yeah. I don't recall seeing many. Were they all on leashes? What? I, I don't, more than likely, because okay. um, we do have a, a leash rule in our community, right. but I don't really remember seeing them. So, I mean, I know that some parents got sitters because they didn't want to have to look after their children, yeah. but there were also... There were kids running around. It was like a giant beehive. And they, they thought it was the coolest thing. So Wade has ideas. I have ideas. Contact us. We are happy to talk to you about these ways to be part of your community, make a difference, give parents a break, be the hero, 
support small businesses. There's so many things you can do and benefit a charity. So I want to hear, you said you don't have the final totals yet for the donations coming in. How many scholarships are you thinking though? Oh, good question. So a scholarship, if I'm not mistaken, oh boy, actually, I'm not even going to quote it. I want to say for the year might be a thousand dollars. Okay. Is my guess. I should know. I'm the marketing guy for our foundation. We have other people that deal with the finance side and and whatnot. Now, granted, we are five people. Yeah. It's a grassroots thing. So, oh yeah, this is a hundred percent volunteer. We have basically the only expenses that we have are when we come out of our own pocket to do something yeah. and we don't, we don't have the charity reimburse us. But I would say that we'll realistically, I think we probably picked up at least five scholarships nice. just from that event is my guess. Yeah. We've been in existence for about 18 months to two years. We're now sitting on just about $10,000 of donations. And so we are really well capitalized to be able to fund these uh, scholarships going forward, which is a wonderful place to be. And I think next year we'll raise even more. But I can't harp enough on the fact that it's not about your business. It's about what you're doing with little to no notoriety for your community, for a charity. They'll remember who did it. They'll remember. Yeah, don't they don't, worry, they don't need you putting it in their face. We are, right. Yeah, we always remember. And we smile when we think of them. And we continue to support all those businesses that have supported us over the years. They're all still near and dear to our hearts. That's why bringing different people on the show that we have had in the past, and it isn't to put the squeeze on them again. It's like 25 years ago, thank you. We got mm-hmm. started because of you when we first started. And it's okay that you're not doing it anymore, but you let us get started and that's enough. So I'm always appreciating that and in awe of other you know, small ideas that grow into something that have so much impact. And think about all the people that are going to enjoy hearing the concerts by those kids with the scholarships. In fact, in this case, the band that we hired, when they found out what this foundation was all about, they actually asked if our first scholarship winner, which was awarded in March, would come up and play with the band. Oh, how cool is that? Unfortunately, the young man could not be in attendance, but he did play in a concert this past Sunday at the School of Rock, and he's doing great. So back to what you were saying, This is all about community and it's all about doing something for others, which really brings me to probably the most important thing is that as much as this was call it three, thirty five hundred bucks and a decent amount of creativity and what ifs and should we do that or should we do that? Is this enough? Is that enough? Those questions all come up the first year and then it's it's really easy to fine tune them the second year. It's like launching a rocket. The first year is going to be a lot of energy. And then once you get to orbit, you just have to hit the thruster a little bit. Right. But at the end of the day, I look back at that event and I think the most enlightening part of it wasn't that there was a concert and it wasn't that all these people were having a great time. And it wasn't necessarily that my name's on a banner. I got more out of it because of what we are going to do for these kids. Yeah. Period. End of statement. And if you aren't feeling that way, then you probably have the wrong charity that you're supporting. Yep. 
if when the giver ends up being the primary receiver in terms of emotional reward, now you got the right charity. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, you know when it's a fit. We've had people mm-hmm. that it is such a fit in companies, it's such a fit. Wahoo Switch Talk was a huge fit for us. Hoffman Fabrics, still a fit for us. BMC Software still, you know, was a huge fit for us. Um, JC Carter Ground Fueling, huge fit for us. And they didn't have to do huge things. St. John Knits, another huge fit for us. Who would have thought? I would never have thought. They trained their employees making blankets on the knitting machines and gave them to us. You mean St. John Knits as in the pantsuit? Yes. King of America? Yes. Wow. We had designer blankies for two years. <laughs> we probably had over 10,000 blankets that they gave us. Whoa. Yeah. They're gorgeous. They're, oh. So the moral of the story is don't just discount who's, who can help you because they're a big name. Many of those companies actually have departments that are set up for charitable giving. Or they haven't thought of it. So that they would waste. It's like, you know, it was just because their person thought, of, hey, we're training people to do this. What are we doing with one? Why don't we just have to make a blanket? And that was perfect. But they did cringe because we, we can't have people dry clean binkies. No, I don't think that that's your right demographic. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't like what you do, Susan. <laughs> it really, and it's even worse that you're not very good at it. So that's what this is all about, guys. Don't make it hard. Make it fun. Make it from the heart. That's all that matters. Well, I, I think there's a concert coming for the Binky Patrol somewhere. <laughs> I really do. I, I see it. Somebody out there is going to pick up this idea and run with it. I would go, give me a good band. I'll dance in the park anytime. Even And that, by the way, be prepared to be the only person that dances for the first three songs. And you're going to have to go drag people for a couple because they're not quite sure. Do I want to go up there? Do I not want to go up there? You have to be the band leader. You've got to be the one that says it's okay to come up here. And when you do, then it starts to grow. A mobile bar. And so because of permits and stuff, we have to, it has to be, the alcohol has to be in your driveway. We had so much fun here and we'll probably have him on again. This has been Susan Finch with All Volunteer, All Heart from Binky Patrol with my guest, Wade Perry. And you can find him on LinkedIn. You can find him everywhere. But Wade Perry, thank you so much. For joining it's me. my pleasure, Susan. It's a responsibility to give. You do so much for so many people. And if anybody's wondering, is it worth it? It's worth it. And I'm referring to your charitable action. And I'm also referring to working with Susan. Oh, thank it's you. Worth it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs>